Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Guess what it's time for? It's time not to raise a wand, but to have fat mascara episode. Yes. Oh yeah. Cool. 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 Hi everybody. Welcome. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. This is fat mascara. Fat mascara. We've got a 
big episode today. We do. We have an extra juicy interview, so we're going to leave lots of time for that, and we're only going to talk about two little things up at the top. First up, Jess is going to shop like a real person, (laughs) as in not a beauty editor. Me too. We'll explain. After that, sunburns. I've seen him in the office. I've seen him all summer long. We've got some help. So who is this big, juicy interview? We got her. We got her, Jen. Who did we get? Linda Wells, founding editor of Allure, and the creative, chief creative officer, director, super important person, the dawn of Revlon right now. And founder of a new beauty line. Oh, yeah, Flesh Beauty. We freaking love it. Let's get into it. Okay. So let's start a brand new segment I'm very excited to introduce. It's called Shop Like a Normal Person. Is this going to be recurring? Recurring. Everybody get ready to shop like a normal. What do you mean shop like a normal person? Shop like a normal person. So sometimes I do this thing where I shop like a normal person. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I think it's no secret that as beauty editors, we are completely spoiled. We get every day... A messenger comes multiple times a day with a cart of bags and boxes. The bags are filled with colorful tissue paper, and inside are new products. That's presents. Right. We don't go to the product. The product. The products comes to come us. to us, bitch. Yeah. The products come to us. But that means you don't get to shop the way everybody else does. You don't see the retail experience. You're not in there looking at the prices and the packaging. We we it's. We're getting new launches, so we're just seeing like what the what we're seeing what the brand wants us to see, and I really I th- it's a wonderful thing. It's really it's a privilege. It's it's kind of embarrassing, but when we go when we go to the store, we're seeing what's actually out there. How the how the the retailer and the brand wants you to see those products. We're seeing them in situ. We're seeing how other customers. Did you just say in situ. In situ. That's very medical. I love it. Is it? it I don't know. Um, like we're seeing it with how like the the salespeople relate to it. How other customers relate to it. It's such a different experience when I worked at Space and K, which like, you know, some of you guys may know, I didn't work on the retail floor, but I also, I often happened, had to go to stores for different events or to talk to someone or just different reasons. And it's so different seeing products, just how they actually are meant to live. Not like check out this new launch. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. Please write about it. So I was at the gym on Saturday or Sunday. And oh, oh, that's still going on. Yeah, it's still good going job. on. I'm so, proud of thanks. you. So I needed to cool off. After the gym, I was walking on Prince Street and I went to Credo Beauty. Oh, and yeah. I really haven't spent much time in Credo, to be honest. I know I can tell you, again, it's this PR thing. I can tell you like what the reasoning is behind it, what brands they carry, blah, 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 like where it's like launching next. But I went and I spent time there. I really just want to tell you about this experience. I was so happy, you know, I read so many gloom and doom articles about retail, but there were people in the store being served all ages. You know, I saw gray hair. I saw like, you know, like yoga people like look like they just came from Equinox. I saw all different types of people, all different, you know, like lots of diversity. And I saw people being like helped in this way that I never ask about products like anymore. I felt like I tapped into this rush that I used to get as a person before I started working in beauty, which was 
this like almost like toy store panic. Like, mm-hmm. where do I look first? Oh my God, I've yeah. got like $20 to spend. Who Who's going to get it? So so you shopped like a real person. I shopped like Tell a Tell us at Credo, because yeah. this is the retail space where you're shopping like a real person. Yeah. Who'd you talk to? What'd you buy? Okay. Give it a Yeah, rating. see, I'm getting that rush. I'm getting that panic now. I've been thinking about it. I don't even know where to freaking start. So I walked in. I started on the left. Like, you know, I, I actually, I, we used to do these things like customer journeys. They always turn left. I started left. on the left. Women always turn left. Men turn right. Really? I learned that in uh, business school. Oh, yes. okay, Jen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jen mm-hmm. Goldstein. Um, so I started on the left. You said, asked me who I spoke to. Yeah. Well, I made eye contact with this gorgeous salesperson named Demi, like as in Demi Moore. Of course. And she kind of like saw me and I could tell she was going to come to me after she was done helping like the three people she was helping. Again, it was buzzing. It was awesome. And then when she came over, she said, can I help you with anything? I was over by Juice Beauty. Again, we only see pieces of a line. Yeah. Fucking Juice Beauty. Awesome. They've got the skews. So like the the full range of cosmetic color cosmetics is incredible. So I was having a bit of a play. Told her I was like kind of not sure I was looking for, but I just wanted to look around. And then I asked her about like I knew I wanted to buy like a a cheap item because mm-hmm. I wanted to buy something to experience the store, but I didn't want to spend like fifty dollars when I can get you know I don't need to spend that on cosmetics. Right. So I asked her about like a coconut hair mask. She directed me to one that she thought was better. And she made me samples of like stuff from this line. I never even heard of this line before in my life. What was the line? The line was, um, and I know some of you guys I put on Instagram were like, I'm all about this line. La Tierra Sagrada. Oh, like the flower? Tiare flower? No, Tierra. T- like, like the earth. I think it's like T-I-E-R-R-A. Oh, yes. Never heard of it in my life. I guess like my point is, A, to just talk about the incredible experience I had at Credo. B, this woman knew her shit. And C, like as editors, we do not know everything. I'm still discovering brands all the time. And like C or D, I don't even know where I'm at. What'd you buy? Oh, I bought um a, a, a brush, a body brush from the organic pharmacy, a dry brush. Oh, a dry brush. And that goes back to the thing I talked about two weeks ago, paying attention to my body, pampering it, even if I'm not like loving like the shape right now. I'm just yeah. like... Taking extra care. So the the when you shop like a normal person at Credo, overall like two thumbs up. It sounds like way two two thumbs up and talk to the salespeople. Like she made me like a huge gift bag. Of okay, samples. so the high point of Credo's retail experience is the sales associates. Sales associates, and like she that. saw that on my Instagram and she DM'd me. Yeah, she Demi. found me. Nice. Yeah. So Credo, two thumbs up. Tell us what you guys think of this segment. Tell us which stores. Yeah, where you're... am I going to go next? I don't know. Find a freaking store and shop. I mean, we might even like secret shop. I should I hate saying secret shop. Um, we might shop like a normal person at like Bergdorf. It might be Dwayne Reed, but you know, okay. you know, Let's do it. yeah, we're coming down to earth. Gotta bring it down. <laughs> It's summer, which means, first of all, we're hot, sweaty messes, and it's so moist right now. Ew, moist. Sorry, I had to use that word. But the other thing is sunburns, which I just don't understand how people in this day and age can still be getting sunburns. (laughs) Unless you think that me with my Persian blood and beige skin does not sunburn. I will tell you about my worst sunburn ever and the way I fixed it. Okay. Jess, you have some tips too, right? Yes. Um, I don't know if you know this, but when you go to elevation, the higher up you go, the more likely you are to sunburn. I don't really sunburn ever. Because you're closer to the sun? Closer to the gods. (laughs) The sun gods. No. Yeah, of course. Um, Less atmosphere protecting you. So uh, I climbed a mountain like for my 30th birthday. I was up at 18,000 feet. I put on so much sunscreen. Everybody warned you. You have to put on sunscreen. I missed the back of my neck. (gasps) 
they call them rednecks for a reason, by yeah. the way. To the point that I got a strip of it boiled. Like I got a second degree burn. Disgusting. And to this day, I still have moles just in that little strip. So I know I did damage. But I was with um, a mountain trekking guide and he gave me three good tips that I'm going to share with you. Share them. Mountain trekking tips. Who, you know, why not? This is fat mascara. Hit me up. First up, ibuprofen. It's not just for pain, people. It's for inflammation. I say this mm. all the time to my friends when they're like, oh, my knee hurts. And they don't. They feel like they want to suffer through the pain. You're not taking it because you're in pain. You're taking it because it brings down inflammation. What is sunburn? Inflammation. inflammation. So say take, it with us again. What is sunburn? Inflammation. Take some ibuprofen. Then drink so much water. You just screwed up your barrier. It's compromised. You are losing water both through your skin and because your heat is raised, so you're evaporating more, you're sweating more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a lot of that pain is also because of dehydration. So yeah. you want to drink a ton of water. And then the last tip, um, actually, I think I got this from a dermatologist after the fact. Lactic acid in milk is actually really good because it's both anti-inflammatory and a little bit soothing and a little bit exfoliating. A milk compress is really nice for a sunburn. So you take like a washcloth, yeah, dip none of this milk. green aloe gel shit you see at like Dwayne Reed. Uh, those aloe gel gels, you can just go ahead and throw them right out. It just there a lot of them have menthol, which dries you out further. That cooling after the cooling's done, you're even hotter. So a milk compress could be nice. I feel like those aloe gels are under like every mom's cabinet. I can like picture a layer them with the dust. air bubbles. They all have the air bubbles. Oh, like gross. that's a selling point. They put it in the clear jar. Yeah. I hate that product. So there's my tips. But you got some from like the docs. Right? Yeah. I went to our girl, Renella Hirsch, and I was like, Renella. Renella. Yeah. I'm like, give it to me straight. And she was like, I'm going to give it to you straight, but you better like relay it straight to your readers. Here we go. Okay. Because she said wording counts. She said that you can mitigate the symptoms of a sunburn, but the actual damage, and she used all caps, and I know she wasn't like messing around, is a more long-lasting thing. Hence so, my, my moles that yeah. are still there from the boils. So don't think that like, oh, it's cool. I'll just like, you know, fucking undo damage like after you can't. So, you know, there's a skin cancer risk, aging, etc. So to mitigate the discomfort, as Jen said, Cold, damp towels onto the affected areas will provide cooling and relief. Do not scrub or peel. If you develop blisters, do not pop or open them. That's so disgusting. That's my own editorial commentary. <laughs> Renella didn't say that? You know. <laughs> these blisters act as the best biological wound dressing you can have. Um, as yeah, the, the liquid inside the blister is there for a reason. It's got lots of white blood cells. It's helping you heal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Jen. Okay. Um, Jen, look at you. Consider a milk bath. One part cool milk the proteins are helpful to soothe the burn oh, i said lactic acid but it was probably protein protein good thing we have a doctor yes and one part lukewarm water very nice if the skin is intact you can apply an over-the-counter hydrocortisone to red areas to help calm um and then you can also pop an aspirin or a motrin never on an empty stomach and that will dial down the discomfort stay hydrated um, even better than water are things like Gatorade or vitamin enhanced water. Oh, you need water. your electrolytes back, I mm -hmm. guess. And then stay out of the sun while healing. That should probably be obvious, but damaged skin can become markedly worse when adding literal insult to injury. Didn't know we had a little... Listen, convenient. I had to get back down from the mountains, so what are you going to do? Sorry. Um, and actually, Jen, Renella's not um, so quick to toss out that aloe vera gel. She said it, she said it can actually be helpful, but avoid, contain, avoid creams containing petrolatum which can trap the heat and make you feel worse. So, you know, 
do with what you have. It's really up to you whatever's going to give you that cooling relief. And make like Cleopatra and have like a milk bath. Mm-hmm. Decadent. Yeah, so guys, uh, you know. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves 
works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. We are here with Linda Wells, Chief Creative Officer of Revlon, founding editor of Allure. I know, this is like huge. And my former boss. <laughs> Yay! Not feeling weird at all. Jess's arms are raised in raised the air like the Mary Catherine Gallagher I, right now. <laughs> I know. I feel like I really need to like watch my my grammar, my diction. You were like the word Nazi. Well, and I don't do it when I speak. I'm really not good when I get when I speak I get carried away and everything's wrong and the verb tenses are all off so okay relax. you were don't I, worry no but it's like seriously more than any other editor I had you were I mean we'll get into this a little bit later but probably like the strictest like with I don't know I just feel like you completely changed the way I wrote I hope that's not for bad no, thing no it's a great thing it's a great thing everyone should have had a Linda Wells in their life. <laughs> I constantly go back it to was, that. It was a little bit of a nightmare, right? <laughs> All those, hey, Allura, other Allure alums will know those blue sheets. They the will. blue sheets are like PTSD yeah. when you see a blue sheet. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, w- I won't alienate our listeners anymore. But now you're at Revlon. Yes. What does a chief creative officer do all day? Anything she wants. (laughs) No, no, I wish that were true. Um, That's an interesting thing because there was no such thing as a chief creative officer before I got there. They created a position for you? They did. And that meant that I had to insert myself into everybody's business, which, you know, is not the way to win the popularity contest at a new job, but that's okay. So the (laughs) description was for me to be in charge of the look and feel of everything. (laughs) Just <laughs> no big deal <laughs> the with a staff and, of zero, but you know, yeah. The look and the feel of everything. So, what does that mean? Like packaging, the products, the advertising. Um, you know, product development is done by the product development experts, but it was the packaging and the advertising and the social media and you know the 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 wall. The wall is the thing that where if you go to Walmart, mm-hmm. you go to whatever Target at CVS. That's where all the products are, and so. That's your communication, and it's your biggest form of communication to the consumer. So you have to write everything and make sure the visuals are right and edit things. So I got there, and on my second day, I found out, oh, you're going to California today because we're doing a shoot with Gwen Stefani for hair color. I was like, wow. oh, okay. 
And so that was a runaway train, and I went on that. So. so would you just, like, stand on the set? You're like, hi, yeah, I'm Linda, nice to meet you. Like, Joe, okay. And then you're like, mm, looks uncool. Like, you know, are you just saying <laughs> things like that? Like, looks a little five I would years try ago. I yeah. So that's yeah. really, you just kind of float from department to department and say, like, make it yeah. pink, make it blue. I mean, I'm not I'm oversimplifying it, but... yeah. Wow, uh, yeah. I want I mean, that job. The, it's really fun. <laughs> it and seems so the, really fun. It seems socially, yeah. It seems like it's a hard, it's a it's an uncomfortable place to be. Well, it's on it's on it's just because because you're doing the thing that you've done as an editor for so long, which is to say that isn't working and that looks old fashioned and this is clumsy and now that writing is too advertising ish and make it looser and make yeah. it more fun and give it more voice and and so and and the first thing I did was I. Elizabeth Arden had just got hired Reese Witherspoon and they did a shoot and they did a layout and they had a kind of small picture of Reese with some pictures of the New York skyline and everything. And I'm like, wow, it's, you've got Reese, like make that big. And then, um, the copy was the ad copy and I was like, can I rewrite this ad copy to make it a little bit more like a person? So make it more like editorial, which is not what advertising does. So, you know, I just kind of got my hands into it right away which again was not really very popular but this is what I don't know I feel like this is what a lot of brands need they look so a lot of them look really stuffy they look really I keep on going back to it like uncool yeah I think it's like the they they're they're selling something and I think that the focus can be so much on what they're selling that they lose the fact that they've got to connect to the consumer right which there's the person that we used to call readers and what you call listeners it's that person out there that is doesn't need you and so you need to kind of connect with them right. and you can't do that by just bashing them over the head with all your product benefits like oh. it makes your eyelashes 8000 times more volume voluminous or that just doesn't mean anything to anybody so it's trying to change that so you actually you mentioned elizabeth arden i think maybe some of our listeners don't know that elizabeth arden is a revlon brand another revlon brand um in its stable is flesh we actually talked about flesh a few weeks ago um when it launched what would possess you as an editor who saw a million different brands across your desk through the you know halls of allure to say you know what guys we need one more Right. With, with 96 SKUs. Yeah. We need, we did need one more. And I, the funny thing is, is this question is very reminiscent of the question that people ask when I started Allure, which is, who needs another magazine? No, but that was a beauty magazine. Oh, yeah, now you say it. Everybody in the universe thought that there were many beauty magazines out there. You know that there was only one, but that was definitely the popular opinion everywhere in the media was who needs another magazine and no nobody needs another beauty line nobody needs another fashion line nobody needs another you know phone but if you can figure out something to do that means something to women and men and people and actually mm-hmm. has a point of view and offers something different then the and the question is and what who needs it it's do you want it and my feeling is, yeah. So I want moving that. from a need state to a want state. Always. I mean, was nobody that, needs a lot of these things. Was that the directive? Okay, Linda, we're going to hire you. P.S. We need a, a millennial focused Ulta only brand. Or you got on board and you're like, something's missing. I got on board and about, um, so I started in February 2017. In the summer, we started, the, the CEO said, oh, you know, we should do it. We should do a prestige line for. 
Ulta. And Ulta is a huge um, retailer for Revlon, really important. First of all, they're the fastest growing beauty retailer in the country. And they carry Alme and Revlon. So that's on the mass side, but they, under one roof, have mass and prestige. So it was this idea of like, let's do something different. And he just threw it out there. He didn't ask me to do it. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. And so um, I don't think he realized that it would, I, I mean, this was, by the time I sort of took on the assignment, it was late July. And by the end of September, I had the whole product assortment, the name, the logo, and the packaging. So did Revlon create this line? So we had the benefit of sitting in the Revlon office, but I went outside for all the formulas, all the packaging, worked with an outside creative director. And it was really important because I got a lot of the formulas in Italy. I worked with a top makeup artist who has said I doesn't want to use his name because he works on a lot of different things. Okay, we know it's a man. Super do. I know, right? <laughs> I was trying to like, I should have said them. But um, <laughs> so we created a lot of the things in Italy, a lot of the things in other places. We have different suppliers. So we really, you know, one of those things that people assume is that all makeup comes from this one factory somewhere oh, in New I Jersey. I hate that. I hate that I know, assumption. I know. Or in, in like, I always thought of it as like an underground kind of Willy Wonka place where everything was produced and they just changed the packaging in order to make it yeah. uh, charge more. And in fact, I discovered that things do come from different suppliers and different products cost more to make. Yeah. And yeah, there's a margin, but you still like the those really, you know, rich formulas are expensive. So, so yeah, like your jelly pot, what's it called? Yes, flesh, flesh pot. The flesh pot is like, it's, you can feel it, it feels expensive and the lipsticks, like the, what's it called? Like the lip shears or? Yeah, fleshy lips. The fleshy lips, those feel like I don't want to compare it to another brand, but it starts with an N and it's four letters. Feels like more luxurious than that. Oh, good. Super, super luxe. Good. Yeah, I love it. No, flesh definitely feels super premium. It is. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that was important. It was a different line. And so it's a different proposition. And it le legitimately, the products have different formulas. Yeah, it's great. What was your mood board like for flesh? Like, what were you thinking? I really was thinking about... Um, kind of the way that women dress right now, which is um, super comfortable and sneakers that looked amazing, and but no compromise in style. So the idea of, of style married with comfort. So that's true in fashion, like athleisure is outselling, you know, luxury fashion and then Gucci and Valentino and everybody's doing like $4,000 track suits and mm -hmm. you know everyone does those expensive sneakers and I thought wow this is incredible this marriage and then noticing on Instagram the super heavy and YouTube the layers and layers of makeup and all the heavy makeup but this concurrent trend that people really want to be themselves and they want to be transparent and they want to be authentic and all those words that would be on my list of words that have been overused so much that you can yes. never use them again. Down with authentic. <laughs> Down. Down with, I think with genuine on that list too. Genuine and I'm unique. allowed to use. Unique is not allowed. Oh. Especially not with a modifier. No. That's I'm my Very heavy. unique. Ooh. Uh. Ooh, Makes me mad. Not oh. good. Anyway, so this idea, though, that people really want that sense of being who they are and this this sense of woke up like this and no filter 
it's literally about waking up without makeup on unless you've done Facetune. But um, but it's also about a desire to be taken for who you are mm-hmm. and to claim who you are, whether that means you know your values and, of course, in a much deeper way, but it also means if you have freckles, if you have scars, if you're pale skin, if you're dark skin, you want to be exactly who you are in the world of beauty. So my mission has always been in beauty that it's got to be more than just beauty. It's got to be more than the surface and that it connects so deeply to the way we feel about ourselves and the way we want to be seen. And so that kind of tension and that emotion is what excites me about it. So those were the things that were on my mood board. Did you treat it almost like a magazine issue or a story and work that with that process? Yeah. What were the I mean, similarities? Making the mood board was like, you know, I, I, I did this kind of PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I don't really do PowerPoint. I was but about I, to say, how the hell did you learn yeah, how to I do didn't, PowerPoint? I didn't. I had to ask somebody else, put these pictures. But I went and did, you know, found all the imagery and, you know, got a bunch of street style pictures and put them on a board and got images and, you know, from photographers I like and put them all together and then wrote um, this kind of concept and wrote it on many pages and how it unfolded and how these things connected. And um, and that was the blueprint of the line. Can I tell you something? I like Flash, but I really love it more now that I know the thinking. Because I actually didn't pick up all of that story Yeah. from just seeing it, like the products on the table. Yeah. And maybe I need to read the collateral and maybe I need to see it in store. Sto- yeah, in store. But like that feeling that you just explained... I don't know. I kind of felt like you were in a movie and explaining it, and then at the end, like everyone's all like, <laughs> you know, like at, in like thirty going on thirty, and she like explains that. Now we like, just have to make a bot of Linda in every Ulta store to stand next to the <laughs> aisle and describe it. Those holograms <laughs> that they have at like Dwayne Reed, but it's because like a brand, you don't see how people interact with it until it's out in the world. You birth this mm-hmm. baby, so right, it does right. make a lot of sense for the moment now. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was my idea, but that but you know, and it's one of those things that you have to communicate in lots of different ways, and that's the great thing about you know having social media right now and and doing a brand is that you can communicate the more the like a magazine than brands before and had to do one ad and you spent all that money on that ad and it went on TV and you, if you mm-hmm. got lucky you put it on the Oscars or Grammys or something and that was it for the next you know year because you couldn't it was so expensive yeah now you can be you know pulsing that that brand message in all of its different forms and different you know shapes out on social media and so you get to get a richer picture of what you're after. Yeah. I wonder, you spent, you know, a certain number of years in a magazine seeing new lines being placed on your desk and being like, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do that? Were you surprised once you got behind the scenes to be like, oh, that's why they didn't do that? Yeah. What was I like was. the biggest surprise I, for I mean, you? I think that the, the, there were a lot of surprises that, that, you know, all the kind of how the sausage is made. Like yeah. one of the things that surprised me was that there's a thing called a drop test. And the drop test is literally dropping a product from a certain height and seeing if it breaks. And a lot of companies require it to be from a very high height. And so that ends up meaning that your products are not breakable in terms of like the pan of powder, but they're hard and they don't have any payoff because they're able to withstand a high drop. And we I was like, this, the L'Oreal drop height was like six feet of some cosmetic like, chemistry. You but, know what? But wait a I second. I don't really, if I drop my products from the six feet, that's my fault. And I <laughs> You'd be it holding break. it over your head, waving it around. <laughs> but that means they don't have any, the color doesn't have any payoff. And oh, it also so is, it, it's also really hard. So it's like, 
it's like a those hard, department store shadows. Like, yeah. And so I didn't, I was like, you know what? Let's not have that crazy drop test that we have a drop test, but it's not from the, you know, top of the Empire Absurd State heights. Building. Yeah. And so you can actually, the powders are really, really soft. The other thing I discovered was how hard it is to make foundation, which I, I believed, but I didn't know the, the extreme difficulty it was, that was involved, and particularly those dark shades. The dark shades get ashy really easily on skin, and it's because of some of the ingredients like talc and some other things that are not in our products, but we had to reformulate numerous times and finally just chose a different formula for the dark shades because you can eat you know you keep adding black and black and black and it doesn't matter the thing ends up turning white Mm. or having this ashy cast gray cast on the skin so that was fascinating and one of the reasons why it's so difficult to get spf in your foundation is because it turns it ashy and chalky so you know we all know that because we know that like titanium dioxide is chalky on the skin so um it means that you you know, a lot of us, a lot of good foundations don't have SBF, so you have to provide it in another form. Cool. Which you do. Wow. There's a primer, right? There, there isn't. There is an SPF in the current primer, but just you wait, little lady. <gasps> just you wait. You know what um, surprises me, and this is my own point of view. Like, there's such um, an interest among, like, you know, when I was at Teen Vogue, like all of the younger kids, like who were like early, early 20s, they were obsessed with supermodels, like vintage super. When I say vintage, I mean like early 90s supermodels, obsessed with that era. And that's what I associate Revlon with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like, not currently, but toast like... to New York and Blackberry, come on. Yeah, like a toast to New York at Blackberry, super lustrous, like, you know, the big, like, outrageous hair. Yeah, yeah Cindy. Unforgettable Cindy. women in the world. Exactly. And it was like all those all those models with the big hair right. shot by Avedon. Those were great. Exactly. The most unforgettable in the wor- women in the world were Revlon. And I don't like, to me, that is still, that has such a big part in my heart and in, like, that to me is a legend. Like, it's, it's iconic and it's very legendary. And I don't think that Revlon should toss that away. That's yeah, why if I worked totally. at Revlon, maybe I'd be out with the bathwater, like, you know, end yeah. of Q4. But <laughs> I think that they should lean into that. Just saying. Well, just let saying. me tell you, apropos of that, because when, you know, one of the things that we did over the past, well, you know, year that we launched in late January was um, a, we, we went back to the heritage of Revlon mm-hmm. and looked at Fire and Ice yes. and looked at Charlie and looked at unforgettable women and sort of what was the thread that tied those things together. And and it was this sense of culture and a sort of irreverence and a sauciness and a little cheekiness like and a little sexiness. Women. But fierceness. And, and each woman was an individual. I mean, they had Lauren Hutton before, you know, she yeah. had her first big contract there. So you think about those things. And so we worked hard to come up with a line that, was the current manifestation of that. And um, I was on a long plane ride, 16-hour plane ride, coming back from Africa. I was there on safari. And um, I wrote something. I wrote a lot of lines that I wanted to just think about, three words that would sort of get yes there. And they were bold, courageous, and a little outrageous. And I wanted it to rhyme. So, you know, that became Live Boldly. And Live Boldly is the campaign that we shot with Ashley Graham mm-hmm. and Adwa Boa and Iman Hamam and Ra- Raquel Zimmerman and um, a few other models where you get the sense of these women and they're, they're, they're having fun and they're outside and they're interacting. And um, then they are using makeup 
and they're not ashamed of using makeup. Yeah. That they're kind of owning their world and being saucy and, and and being expressive. So that was the first ad in that campaign. There was another ad that we did where, and so Live Boldly was the line. And then, um, and that has is going to have new new manifestations and new iterations as we go along. There's a video right now with um, Meta Towley, who does the lemon dance and has become sort of a viral um, phenomenon. She's a great dancer. And David, oh gosh, the the ABT dancer, ballet dancer. And the two of them are dancing together and they're both applying um, volumizing mascara. And so it's about dance and movement and passion and dedication and that sense of living boldly. And so, and the mascara is a kind of a, a sort of a postscript a little uh-huh. bit. It's not, it's not that overt. They're applying it, but it's not like, oh, you can read the thing and there's a hero moment where the mascara is lovingly photographed, you know? Right. So there'll be new, you'll be seeing new ways of expressing that. So that spirit is going to like live on. Yeah. And it's like, it's like women coming together, women standing for something. It's more than it's beauty and beauty is great. And it's also more. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, so, um, more great news. So it's not been easy for media either. Um, you know, I've just mentioned I was at, uh, I was at Teen Vogue for a little bit. Um, and you know, media has been like publishing has been in the news a lot right now. They're the climate's not great. And I have not personally stopped loving reading magazines. I know a lot of people haven't, but there are tons of layoffs. Um, just in mentioned Condé Nast, yeah. and we not great in the news. Um, is it that print has failed women, like, or shouldn't you say women, readers? Or is it that social media and, you know, new media has gotten so good at it? I kind of think a little bit of both. And I, I love print. So I, like you, don't want to see it die. And I don't think it will. But I think that everyone expected people, everyone in print media expected people to come to them and expected the world to continue on forever. And it didn't. And it's a little bit arrogant to expect that, you know, we will always be kings and queens of, you know, of opinion making and everyone will turn to us and, you know, the world will be, it's, you know, people will spread out all the gifts and pleasures and you will go to Paris on the Concorde. And it was like that for a long time, but it, it was kind of, it was really bloated. It was, you know, and I loved it and I still love it, but it, you see what was happening. And I think a lot of us, me included, didn't see it coming in the same way that it did come. Like, you know, beauty influencers and the rise of YouTube and the, you know, the power of Instagram and the way that people, you know, can consume a lot of information and a lot of visual excitement very, very quickly. And it's great. But so I think that it's a little bit of both. I think that social media has become very, very strong. Print media was, we used to say, oh, it's a conversation. It wasn't a conversation. It was a one-sided, it was a lecture. Completely. I remember sitting in a meeting with someone and we're talking about influencers and like the editor was like, oh, please, like nobody cares about them. Like they're losers and like nobody cares and like they'll be gone in two years. And I remember sitting like quietly in the meeting thinking like, I don't know. Like, you know, just kind of like, I guess I'm going to agree because no one's saying anything. But I felt kind of like, Maybe like because I think maybe I pitched her or some. We were just talking about it, and I just it felt some kind of 
it just, it stuck with me. Yeah. And, but yeah. I think that was all of us. Well, it was everybody. And I think that, um, I don't know if we were envious. I don't know. I think it was new and it knew, and it was at the beginning, it was amateur. You know, you'd watch these YouTube videos and there'd be a dog snoring in the back <laughs> and the bed was unmade and it was like someone would open the door. It was amateur and it was passionate, but it was amateur. And so it didn't feel slick and professional. And we were all very proud of the fact that everything was really slick and professional. Yeah. And, and so, um, and that ended up being its charm. Like you really got a window on someone's yeah. life as opposed to this overproduced, what became overproduced, which we thought was like a level of excellence. So, um, so there was that, I think in the fashion world, you know, people would look down on bloggers and think that those bloggers were just, you know, they didn't know the fashion history and they didn't have connections. And then there were the street style people who would just pose outside of shows and were like show ponies and people thought, oh, that's just a pathetic thing to do and they're attention getters. And so all of that, you know, when I was at the New York Times, we were never allowed to use first person when we wrote, yeah. you know, unless you were a columnist. So, um, so all those things changed, and and it changed gradually and then quickly. You know, it seemed slow, 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 and yeah. then really fast, yeah. and then it was over. And now I just feel like every day you hear about you know layoffs, and I think people who are working for print feel like. When's my? When are they going to call me? You know, I'm just waiting for the axe to fall. Surely. It's a bad feeling. Yeah, it certainly is. You um, mentioned you mentioned New York Times. You weren't allowed to use first person. This is just one of many grammar rules you've learned and also passed on to others in your years. And I know Jess has had firsthand experience. I've had secondhand experience working for people that worked for you, <laughs> getting the list of words that you could not use that has. You've had a lasting impression on beauty copywriting. Tresses. What else? Locks. Pout. Eyes do not pop. You wrote sounds painful. <laughs> yeah. It does. Right. And that made me laugh. Some of your edits were like kind of mean. No offense. I know, sorry. They were really mean, but they were also, they'd make me laugh. Because the one that made me laugh out loud, you wrote, sounds insane. (laughs) What did you write? I don't remember, but I just remember, like, I couldn't be mad at it because it was like, shit, this does sound insane. (laughs) Did you? And I started writing on other people's things, too. Insane. Sounds insane. (laughs) That's her edit now for everyone. It's really bad. I know it. It's it's, so bad. It's so funny, though. Sounds insane. That's hilarious. Oh. I, Lisa, I'm you know sorry. I just want to say for the record, Linda looks really upset right now. I know. I feel like people have been in therapy for years. No, it's I don't all think good. That's quite the case. I will say I've had lots of trouble finding synonyms for hair. So then the copy I editor know. comes along and they're like, "You've used hair four times in this paragraph." And I'm like, well, "Too Linda, bad." Linda doesn't like any other words. It is. It is. A, it is appropriate. It's hair. Um, <laughs> this is true. Locks, tresses—they're terrible. No. Yeah. Um, these are the kind of advertising words that are just get used and they become natural part of the language, but they're not natural. When you got to Revlon, did you take a look, a good hard look at the copy? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I were there. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I laughed because the second day that I was there and I went on this hair color shoot um, in LA, um, there was a, the marketing person was there and he kept saying, we have these traces. And I was like, he was from Colombia or, and I can't do imitations to save my life or accents, but it was like traces, traces. And I'm like, what on earth are you talking? about it was tresses and they're like in the world of of you know advertising those are actually pieces of hair that they photograph you know to make them look like hair flowing yeah like a clip and extension kind of they look like dead trace you don't know a trace (laughs) (laughs) they look like dead animals i was like oh my gosh these 
You cannot shoot these dresses. They look like dead animals there. Oh. They're like roadkill. <laughs> In- insane. Looks <laughs> insane. That was insane. That was insane. Oh my God. But did you, did you make a list of like, this is what we're not going to do? Or did you try and be... No, and I never made those lists at, at Lori either. Someone else made those lists and passed them around. It was but just you just like, kind of knew. You were going to get I a I knew notes. this existed, but I yeah. never was a participant. It was all happening behind my back. <laughs> she had a deputy. <laughs> <laughs> she had a henchman. <laughs> I know. And I never saw it. I was like, hmm, what but, else was on no, that it list? It was good, though. It was, re- it was really good because you looked at the list and you were like, oh, yeah, these are all really corny. And, like, I've been accepting Icon. this. Yeah. yeah. You uh, cannot call, you yeah. know. I don't know what Ashley Simpson an icon. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Bless her heart, but you know, yeah. You need yeah. a couple years past their peak to find out if they're an icon. So this is a really nice segue. Like you know, when you look at you know beauty journalism right now, what is like floating your boat? Like what is really working, and what do you think is like we're still not there yet, guys? I I think so much is working. I have to say, I think that it's just the quality of the writing and the voice is good. It's like people have a voice and they have a point of view. And it's so rare to see those regurgitated press releases. I don't even think people write press releases as much anymore, but maybe they do. But They're all just kind of like emails. The Europeans love them still, I think. (laughs) But really the writing has improved enormously. The imagery is better. The inclusion, the concept of inclusion is so much better. I think that people have been very liberated. Editors and writers have been liberated by the fact that there really isn't a newsstand business anymore. And we all used to have to sell on the newsstand. And that was, you know, they said, oh, that's your report card. You have to have a certain number of sales on the newsstand. And you would pay attention to that, which meant that, you know, pretty soon you'd find the the people whose the images that sold on the newsstand, and you'd just keep trying to, you know, recapture that. Um, and then God forbid if you got Angelina Jolie one year, because what would happen the next year? You'd never be able to meet her. You'd have to like, um, like meet her like year for year. I don't know if listeners yeah. know that. Like year over year, yeah. So like comparisons, your August issue would have to be higher the next year, higher sales the next year. And I remember the circulation experts came to me and said, you know, if you want to improve your circulation, we suggest you um, get Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie on your cover. And I'm like, oh. Wow, thanks. How much do we pay you for that? Never thought of that. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, they can't be on every month. But now there's all sorts of people are on the cover and all kinds of different ways that beauty is um, portrayed. And that's partly because we're not a victim to selling, which is really similar to the beauty industry, that idea that you had to sell, 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 which means you had to, you know, there were certain codes that you thought you had to follow. But what do you mean we're not a victim to selling? Because like, you know, sites do have to get clicks and... True. You know, we do have to make true. money. Well, true. But I think that um, different things, like that notion of what sells on a newsstand is not a factor anymore because no, there is no such thing as a newsstand. <laughs> because because newsstand they don't exist. It's so low. It's so they nice, sell though. gum. I mean, I remember when someone said, well, your competition now is gum and, you know, Gatorade wow. because that's what's sold at the supermarket checkout. And I was like, oh, I cannot even begin to compete with gum and Gatorade. I mean, that's yeah, a world right. of its own. But, um, but yes, there's clickbait and there's kind of cheap, cheap things that are done to kind of get attention and get, and that'll always exist, you know, whatever it happens to be. But, um, but I You're think that beholden. there's just a lot more freedom and there's a lot more material that you can it's use. It's funny, though. You say there's more freedom, but okay, Jess I and I, I, have a, I have a question. Oh, I, I just, about, is there a story that, like, you wish you did that, like, you never got to do? Oh, or, like, one they were mm. kicking around forever that you're like, ah, oh, needs to be told? 
Maybe you should tell you know, me after actually, so we can do it. Actually, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> right, I know. I can't think of it right now, but if I will, I'll give it to you. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Oh, great. Yeah, we'll yeah. make sure that story gets to, gets to see its day. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> I was just ta- thinking about, you said there's so much more options. There's all these niches now that you could play to. But weirdly, Jess and I have been talking about this on the podcast for a while. As much as we all have these options, we see the beauty industry sort of splitting into these two aesthetics lately. There's the baked, contoured, Instagrammed YouTube girl. And then there's like the herbivore glossier girl who's like, I'm too cool, coconut oil, a little bit of a flush. (laughs) Um, Why do you think that's happening with all these options and individuality? I think that just people naturally go to one extreme or the other. I think it's just like you're a better Veronica. Yeah, I mean, everyone always does that. And it's like one is a reaction to the other, and the other is a reaction. You know, it's like supermodels, and then everyone wants to not have supermodels anymore and have everybody look like heroin addicts. And so, (laughs) you know, take out the, you know, make them look droopy and sad. I mean, I, I lived through all those cycles of. You know of imagery and and I, and it goes in fashion. You know, unfortunately, I'm sure we'll get through the sneaker phase, and then all of a sudden we'll be back in like the Still worst feeling shoes Ugh. in your life. So I now dread it, but um, I, you know it'll happen. But so I think it is just just the way people pick a lane and they stand for something. And if they don't stand for something, people will decide they stand for something. And so that's what happens. And what I'm trying to do with flesh is kind of be the easy, comfortable um, makeup, but have it be with style. So it isn't just like painting myself in a corner of nudes, which is very limiting. I'm going to take like a devil's advocate position here. Like, I feel like there's that whole virgin and vixen thing that men always put on women. Like women get to be either one or the other. Mm -hmm. And just as you were speaking, I was like, oh, maybe that's what it is. But you're right. Flesh is both virgin in that your skin is showing you're being individual, but it's a little sexy too. It's super right. sexy. We talked about some of the Flesh names. Flesh pot. I oh know. I it's Googled hilarious. It. I did Google it. I'm well, sorry. When I, when I um, gave it, gave, I had to submit the names to the um, trademark lawyer. And so I sent him my names that I wrote and I'm so happy about them. And he's like, do you know what that is? Flesh pot. <laughs> like, yeah, I like it. And he's like, <laughs> then he sent, sent me a link and I clicked on the link and it was the porn of the worst porn you've Not ever seen in your work. life. Uh-huh. I know, and I was at work. And then he approved it. So there wow. you go. One of my favorite sheets, too, was Jiggly. I was wearing that Jiggly was a lot. That was Jiggly. It's a good one. That's I really know. funny. I love the... Um, the eye and cheek gloss, Glenn. Yeah. Flesh pot. That's flesh pot. Oh, that's what? Oh, that's yes, a, Glenn. it comes in a flop pot. <laughs> yes, Bob. I love it too. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn and I wore it on Saturday night. Um, we did though. So what have you seen in beauty besides um, what's cooking up at flesh? What it's, what's actually exciting to you? Like what if you, you know, were putting together your beauty edit, like what would make the cut? Oh, I, I think that the natural area is really getting to be more exciting. I feel like sometimes it was a kind of a sad, you know, area of um, whole foods next to the fish. Don't you, you know? also think that like it's filled with a lot of charlatans? Probably. I do. But well, like, I think there's pre- there are people who are trying to play it both ways too. Yeah, yeah. Like pretend they're natural-ish and their aesthetic yes. is natural, but they're not natural at all. That's what I mean. Boy, you get I called out for that. You can't. But there, no one. There, there are lots of police out there in the world of social media who are going to get you if you do that. So you will you, not wait, survive. Wait, what do you mean? Well, they'll call you out on it and they'll check out the ingredients. Oh, you I mean, mean like if you're a natural brand and you say... and you, yeah, Or, you or you're, you're not a natural brand, but you suggest that you have certain right. natural values. Oof, 
you will get killed. With that and animal so, cruelty thing and you sell in China yeah, kind of thing. Right, exactly. That's really interesting. To yeah. Me. So, it, so I think that that's the other thing. I mean, when I watch YouTube videos, these people are, they know their stuff. I mean, they talk about, you know, all kinds of details of the product benefits and the product quality and the packaging and things I never thought of, you know, and it's like, wow. Did When, when you were at Allure, like, did you, I mean, obviously, you know, you were there when, like, you know, there was a very active social media following, but like, do you, did you realize how much people were into like the weeds, like the freaking weeds of beauty? I had no idea. Do you realize they, it now? Yeah. <laughs> and it's. It's amazing, and it's overwhelming. I'm sure. And I feel like, wow, would you come and give me a tutorial? <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, and these people know a lot. It's it's kind I'm of. I'm like, I've got my you know, it cosmetics number da 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 brush, and my, I'm a this, and they've got this stuff down. I know. I kind of feel like they could do my job better than oh, I can. They could be signed. They're I know. really good. So uh, sorry, I asked you. I, um, what's what's exciting you right now? The natural. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's really exciting. I I love. I don't know. I love these brands that just kind of come out of nowhere, and they've got like one product, you know, like the the jet lag mask, who's that Marianne Hewitt or something. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating. Or, you know, Summer Fridays. Summer Fridays. Like what a great name that is. Who doesn't want a Summer Friday? Mm -hmm. And then um I'm I don't know, I love Glossier. I think that their whole point of view is amazing. And I think what Pat McGrath has done is just like it's so her. It's such a (laughs) I mean and I've known her forever. I followed her around. I would go backstage at the fashion shows for all those years. And it is completely her aesthetic and her, you know, really, really artistic approach. And it's selling like crazy. And yeah. that's not, a, that's not, not a, it's not the easiest thing. It's not like it's for, it's not simple and basic. And it's as, it's as artistic as it comes. It's really and beautiful. it's doing mm-hmm. such a good job. So it makes me excited to see that. And then I think I'm really interested in skincare because I think that skincare is a, a new way of, a new, a whole new interest is coming to that. Like it's going to shift, and I think it'll be be away from anti aging. And what I'm interested in now is what what's the conversation if it's not framed around anti aging? Because that was what skincare was all about, even if you were 20. Yeah, I kind of like. I'm not angry about anti aging. I don't know. I don't think that like we need to get away with the word anti aging. You're not anti anti aging. I don't know what that means. Does that mean you're pro aging? No, I mean like I'm not angry at the word anti aging. Oh, like, I see. I, you're I not embarrassed to want to n- no, not age. I would like to look youthful in my lifetime. Well, I think that since I am quite aging and... No, um, later, no. <laughs> everyone is, and it's good because you consider the alternative. But um, but I think that it's there's this notion of aging gracefully that is such a trap. And it's it's so judgmental, and it's a problem. And I think that... That's the sort of untapped area that, you know, everyone's sort of being really inclusive about different, you know, gender and race and religion and history and whatever. But boy, aging is, you know, it's one token person who's got to be, have to have gray hair and, and yeah. lines. And she better be skinny and pretty too. Yeah. There's I mean, only, you're only allowed and one. And an artist. Yeah. Right, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so I think that that's the, that's the current trap is that um, aging gracefully is a judgmental concept that, you know, means you're not supposed to get fillers or injections. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting those. Look for her diffusion line, <laughs> saggy flesh. Coming yeah. soon. I don't. I don't. I don't know how the beauty industry could talk about n- 
banning the word anti-aging or like or being like upset about you know I, I just don't I don't know how they work in tandem because if you're putting a freaking peptide in there or vitamin C like that we're all talking about the same thing it's like semantics to me right it yeah. is semantics but at the same time semantics matter and I think that what it's talking about is the fact that we don't want to be in a situation where we're anti something that's a part of the life, natural flow right. of life okay so right. I get that so I think that I think it's a really interesting situation and conundrum right now. It's kind of like, you know, what does woke up like that mean? Or, you know, right. no filter. This has meaning too. And I think the meaning is that we want to embrace what happens to you naturally because you can't do anything else. But then you have to figure out sort of how you um, both express it if you're a product coming out with something that, that has those benefits, but and how you um, connect with people and what are the what are the ingredients that, you know, fight pollution and fight the sun and, you know, whatever else, it, uh, brown spots. And I think that it ends up being a specific as opposed to a global overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. exactly. It's not anti-aging. Yeah. 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 Before you go, we ask all our guests what their favorite products are these days. But I was thinking about this for you and I was like, Linda, Flesh. you have to pay for products now. I do. So. Oh my God, that is like a dark day. In when all a beauty of our editor lives. actually buys something, you know she really yeah. likes it. So Flesh yeah. doesn't make everything. They don't make skincare. They don't make hair care. What What have you bought in the last year? <gasps> I know. I mean, and I and I do have a stockpile like you wouldn't believe. So I <laughs> she think... left the lore with like a huge box. <laughs> but I mean, over the years, like it's like I could wash my hair with a different shampoo on each strand right yeah. now, you know, and yeah. still be okay. But I do buy things. So I bought, I went to like duty free and in Rome and I bought that Sicily Black Rose <gasps> cream. I'm kind of freaked out about the Black Rose. She it's so it's so the Black Rose cream mask. It's really good. It's worth every penny. Every I think I freaking crazy penny. Patty DeBroff, I think, just posted about it saying that it's like oh. it's worth every penny. It is so good. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. What do you love about it? I love the smell. <laughs> you know what? I love the name. The name is good. I'm sorry. Black Rose, how much better. I mm-hmm. like the smell. I like the way the texture feels. I love Clay de Poe and those, you know, those those creams are amazing. I do get Provage at work because it's an Elizabeth Arden product and I love it. Okay. They have a sunscreen for day, it's great, and the serum is amazing. Um, what else? I mean, I love and I love I love Revlon eyeliner. Love it so much. Which is um, your eyeliner? There's like 20 now. Kajal. That's oh, the one I like right now. Nice and creamy. Yeah, it's nice and it's, you know, yeah, I love it. Um, and then I do use flesh. I really use it. Out of desire, I could lie and tell you, but I love oh, a, it. A bunch of the products are already in our kit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so and stop. then I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I, I what love about fragrance. Fido, I love fragrance. Um, so I use. I'm kind of went back to Fido hair products, and Fido volume, and then um, I love Pantene mousse. Crazy, I love it so much. Cool. And um, you know the Neutrogena face wipes, I love. Um, what do you the, use to clean your face? Yeah, I use that, which is not probably very good, but I mean, oh. it's a good product. But okay. it's like maybe I should be like triple cleansing. Um, and I there's a Lancome Energy. It's green. I love the way it looks. It smells. Good. I love smell. Love the smell. And I don't really. I'm not like a f- clean. I'm not like one of those people like has to do a bunch of different layers of cleaning. So, <laughs> um, and then. Um, I love masks. I have a Lancome Genifique mask right now, and I use like the SK2, of course. Everyone uses SK2. I live for that. These are sheet masks you're talking about. Sheet masks or yeah. eye, under eye masks. And then fragrance, I have some favorites. I love Narcissa Rodriguez for her. 
Um, love, um, Frederick Mall. Um, oh gosh, Portrait uh, of a Lady. Not Portrait of a Lady like so much. It's very no. I love the one that's called Noir Piece. Oh, Black Spice. Surprise. Black Rose, Black Spice. You catch a theme. Yeah. And then um, the, I love Jean Patou. Mille is what they call it in French, but it's one thousand. And um, I know I like I like Chanel Chance. I called it Chance, and someone's like Chance. Oh, <laughs> forgive me. I'm Channel Chance. Come on. I'm from St. Louis. That's a classic, um, yeah. Classic. I love that. And uh, I love Le Labo, Bergamot, and um, I have Frederick Mall, Dries Van Noten, Yves Saint Laurent, In Love. Mm. I'm a real, um, All Saints has a new fragrance called Summer Riot. It's wow. really good. I would never think to go to All Saints to get a fragrance. It's so good. What are you it's doing so in All Saints? Kicking around, doing some you shopping? Know, yeah. Well, leather know. jacket. Leather. Maybe. Okay, okay. Except my other self. Who does your hair? Garen. Your blonde is so good. Garen. Oh, Garen. Yeah. Where does he work out of? Does it give out of his apartment? Okay, <laughs> so you have special VIP treatment. I've been I've known him since I started at Vogue. Okay, and he's my guy. Yeah. Okay, and any facials? Like, and we want to know. The you know what? I love Tracy Martin facials, okay. but I don't go very often. I, I mean, I really don't go very often. I've been in years. Um, and there's a woman named Michelle Taub mm. who mm-hmm. does that needling thing, the micro needling. She also reads your chakras and things. She does, and she told me my aura was like Oprah's, and I was like, I <gasps> love you. I know. We have like, our episode title. I know, but maybe she's. Do you think she says that to everybody? I don't know. But Definitely my not, aura because was, I've been to her. My aura is not like Oprah's. That's really good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. Can I just sit here forever? You don't have to do anything. So she's amazing because she's so positive. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't usually get facials that often. I never get massages. I like them, but I get kind of antsy and I I don't feel that stressed out. So I don't feel like, like, feel like it's a kind of waste. I'd rather get a pedicure. Um, okay. Spray tan, love a spray tan. What I stress know. to be stressed about? You just uh, launched a line. No biggie. You're putting your creative energy into everything. You're yeah. doing good stuff. Yeah, it's just very relaxed. Jess is just sitting over here in awe. Yeah, I'm just thank like, you I'm so not, much for coming on that. It's not that scary. relaxed. I'm lying. No, no, this has been so fun. Yeah, thank you. This is you. like, yeah, I mean, this is beauty 2.0. This is the future. <laughs> it is. Linda, thanks for taking us on this ride. Thank you. Okay. Loved it. I am raising a wand to a non-beauty product. You did a movie last week. That was beauty. It's beauty related. All right, I'll allow it's it. In the world of beauty, what is it? I have a podcast that keeps me cackling. Oh, I'll allow this. Of course, keeps me cackling. Um, Bravo fans, are you guys listening to Watch What Crappens? Because <laughs> it kills me. Because watch what crappens, watch what crappens. I'm not going to sing the whole song for you, but it's hilarious. And it's like an hour and 43 minutes each one, even though each Bravo show is like, if you take out the commercials, like 44 minutes. It's a recap of every Bravo reality In show. In real time? No. With, well, yeah, they recap each scene. Like they take notes while they, it's two guys and they take wow. notes for each scene and they will like go through it scene by scene and Everything that you pick up, like every funny facial expression from like Shep or like Dorinda, they have fucking clocked it and they will recap it like they're your very best friend who saw it too. And they talk about them with the passion that only a Bravo fan. I love it. It's it's, it's so good. So guys, 
download it if you're a Bravo psycho like I am. And if you want to like at me, tweet me, we can discuss things too, because I don't think there are enough, there are not enough of us in this world. Cool. I'm not one of them, but I like it. And I want one of our listeners to do a recap of the Fat Mascara episode. Oh my God, that'd be hysterical. Like, oh, and then Jen, and then Jess. Um, I'll do a product since you didn't. Okay. Are you familiar with Walida Skin Food? I am. Oh my God, I love it. You've seen this green tube everywhere, backstage, everything like that. So good. I've seen it for years. Is it Valeda? I'm not German. Valeda. 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 This product, I finally gave it a try because I've heard about it so often. I like to use it like a highlighter. I got, I got inspired by Jaclyn Hill last week. She had a strong highlight on. She wasn't using it later. It wasn't my kind of highlight. Like it was very like gold highlighty. But I was like, I want to do a little dewierness. So I've been using this on my high planes, mm-hmm. on the tops of my cheekbones. Then I use it at the end of the day when my um, under eye concealer starts to crease, which right. has been happening more regularly, which means I think I need to go, I'm due for a little Botox or a filler or something. But so then it mushes it around. Guys, it's not a moisturizer though. It's definitely more um, gelatinous or jelly-like and almost like a Vaseline, towards a Vaseline-y kind of It's texture. a balm. It's, it's like a, a solve. It's like a... not glossy and petrolatomy like Elizabeth Arden 8-Hour Cream, which I love as well. Just, it comes more to the lotion side of that. Right? It's like a marriage it's, it's, of the it's two. Like, it's like a very thick, it's the thickest, thickest cream you could ever imagine. It's opaque. But... It, but it sinks in and it just leaves a light, dewy gloss on yeah. the top. Great for cuticles, all that other stuff. But I really like it as a highlighter. I like to use it when I'm just wearing concealer and then I put that on with it. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Why is it good like that? Because I think if you're wearing foundation with it, it starts to look very muddy and, and too many too many creams together. You put words to it and I didn't know why, but I was like, wait, it doesn't work with foundation though. It only works when you It's too much on. creaminess and you start to see the texture. But because there's so much texture with it, yeah. It like just makes and it's there's so much there's so it's so thick emollient. It's so yes, it's so emollient that it, it blurs your skin a little bit. Is that why I like it too? Yeah, that it kind of conceals imperfections. And then Very when you plumpy, pop your, so you feel like bam, the wrinkles bam, bam. are less noticeable. Yeah. But and then you just ha- you add the concealer to con- to diffuse the under eye stuff. Best of all, I just looked this up. It's twelve dollars and forty nine cents at Target. That's so. great. You can also find it like weird health food stores, which I really like. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Walida skin food. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fat Mascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.